Welcome back to episode number two, I guess. How, how do you, what do you think of the first one? What did you think of our first one? Uh, for the first one, I think it went pretty well. Um, I don't know. We had yeah. our questions and whether it would work or not. But yeah, like I said, I think it went pretty well. Hopefully thought, everyone liked it and uh, hopefully yeah. we can get better with as the weeks go on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I had a really good time doing it and it's just, I've always had a dream of making my own podcast and I'm so glad that you're, you're my co-pilot here with this and we'll just, we're just kind of winging it. What I've learned about teaching with in the digital age is that just every time you do it, it gets better. It always gets better the more and more you try. So to see my name or our names on a podcast on Apple Podcasts was like a dream come true. I've been listening <laughs> to podcasts for so long. I just, it was just crazy um, to see us, to see us up there. Yep. And did you know, n- nine different people have listened to our podcast. Perfect. I, I, I've got some statistics and that's nice. what I found out. Do we know who? Uh, no, I don't know who, but I do know that it's been listened to on nine different devices. So um, I know I was one of them and I know my wife was one of them. So that's, t- so seven people besides me and my wife. Well, we NFL insiders before long. Oh, for sure. John thinks that we're going to get picked up by ESPN or something. I'm, I think that's kind of far-fetched, but that's what John thinks. We can dream. We can dream. Yeah, right. Another, another source of income. For, for yeah, the there we go. We need, to su- we need to sustain your trading card habit. I want to talk about this on the pod. Tell us about your trading cards. Well, it started out, I mean, as many of us, uh, when I was young, you know, collected baseball cards. And then as got older, you know, that or that uh, hobby kind of went away. And then when I had my accident, I was kind of, you know, obviously cuts down majorly on stuff you can do on hobbies you can do. So mm-hmm. I picked that back up and I just, I uh, just kind of went down and looked at kind of the series or the different series of cards that are out now. I picked uh, one from 1997 to 2001. It was called the Top Stars series. In all, it probably has, God, good God, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 cards in it. And, you know, slowly I started plugging away at it and over the years. And now I'm down to where I need about 175 cards or so. And, uh... I won't be getting all of them, I know, because some of them are very rare. Like, there's a couple of Ken Griffey Jr. cards in there where there's only five of the card made. So they'll go for, like, $15,000 on eBay. Obviously, That's crazy. Yeah, obviously not one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how it all started, and... I'm at the point now where I maybe get a card every week or two and just kind of plug away as far down as I can go on it. It's kind of, you know, it serves up some of my help, you know, gave me time, gave me a hobby, gave me something else Mm -hmm. to do. And, uh, yeah, that's how it started. And that's kind of where I am now. That's cool. When, when we were chatting a couple months ago, I came over to just chat with you, watch some football. We talked and you told me you were collecting them in a, it inspired me to go down and like pull out my old baseball cards and my kids came with me. Yeah. Um, I have them in like an old trunk in the basement and they were like, that's so cool, dad. <laughs> and now, um, my middle, 
Marcus wants to collect cards. So he's into um, soccer and football cards now. Oh, so yeah. It's just kind of fun to like pass it on to the new generation mm-hmm. a little bit. And now it's their go-to birthday present now. Whenever they go to someone's birthday, you know, bring a gift. Because I tell my kids, like, people don't need more crap. Like, they got enough crap in their yeah. house, toys and stuffed animals. I'm like, this is something that they could... I don't know. It seems like less invasive and just kind of a, a fun hobby, not just collecting terrible stuff. Anyway, cool. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Let's talk about week four in our fantasy league. What are your impressions of of last week? How did things go? Um, I guess first off for me, I absolutely loved waking up to football again. I love when they have these London series, these mm-hmm. London games. It just makes where you can literally watch football from the morning, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's just a a blast. Yeah, there's no there's no break. You just go to the, you know go to the bathroom, get something to eat, come back. There's yep. another game on. Yep, <laughs> for that's, sure. That's awesome. Looks like you uh, put the hurt on Jake, and Jake was an early season favorite, but you beat him one seventy six to one fourteen. How'd you feel about that? I would call that the uh, Christian McCaffrey effect right there. Because uh. <laughs> we were actually fairly even going into those uh, mid-afternoon games. Okay. And then, then yeah, Christian McCaffrey just decided to hurdle guys and do what he does. What do you have, four touchdowns? Four Three touchdowns, yeah, four touchdowns. And with, you know, with those four touchdowns, you get, he gets his whatever, 80 rushing yards, 60 receiving yards, five receptions. It's so funny. Like, you know, most running backs, you know, they're working up as the game goes on, you know, they might have 13 Mm -hmm. points in the third quarter or something. Mm -hmm. You look at Christian McCaffrey and he's five minutes into the game and he already has 20 points. I mean, I'm sure you get the same notifications we all do on, on Sleeper, and your phone lights yep. up like, ooh, there's a big player, there's yeah. a touchdown. And I know I'm having a bad day when like, I'm out with the kids doing swim lessons or soccer, and I haven't got a notification on Sleeper. And I even have two leagues in Sleeper, and if I have two leagues and there's no notifications coming through, <laughs> I know I'm having a rough day. And my week against John was terrible. I, just, I saw that. Just that awful. Was... Did, you, did you see that? Okay, yeah. so... I, I have this thing when I play John, and I want to hear what you have to say about this as well, but like, he's been so good for so long that whenever we face each other, which is just once a season, fortunately, unfortunately, you have to see him twice a season, but that's a whole different story. But every time we face each other, I, I try to make some sort of like miraculous, because it's so hard to beat him, in my opinion, and he always seems to put up over 200 points against me. I should fact check this because I have the data, but it's my career record against him is like two and 20 or something ridiculous. And I'm not exaggerating. So whenever I play him, I think I need to do something different to try and put me over the edge where this week I, I sat Josh Jacobs and I started uh, Miles Sanders thinking that they're playing the Vikings. Cause we talked last week about how matchups are important. And I was like, Oh, the Vikings are so terrible at defense. And, Miles Sanders was going to run up and down the field on them. Well, he did terrible. He had like less than two yards per carry and Josh Jacobs scored 30 points. And I was like, well, Josh Jacobs is missing his quarterback. And, and I overthink it. Whenever I play John, I overthink it. 
another thing that I did, and I told John I was going to do this because I was having such a bad day. I was like, I'm starting Rashid Rice on Sunday night because the only way that I even come close to catching you is if Mahomes throws three touchdowns to Rice on Sunday night <laughs> so I can get double up points. Well, I benched Hollywood Brown for, for Rice, and Hollywood Brown had a touchdown in 80 yards, and Rice had you know a pedestrian three catches for 60 yards or something like that. I make these ridiculous lineup changes uh, and decisions to try and like beat John, and I just need to – I've decided this week I'm just playing the best players. Do you ever psych yourself up when you play a particular person? Who's your boogeyman in fantasy? Like who's your hardest fantasy opponent? I don't – that's a good question. I don't even know. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably John too if we look at the records – Strictly just because, like you said, he's so hard to beat. He has, you look at his receivers and down the line, it's like, well, gosh, he can have two that have terrible games, but then he'll have two more that are in the 30s or 40s. And then he has, now I notice he added a running back, which was his one little gaping weakness which Mm -hmm. he now filled that in and so it's just like oh my god how like you said how do we how do you beat him you just have to somehow Mm -hmm. hope i think there's a lot less skill involved and a lot more hope (laughs) and that's what i do i i try and hope by like putting in these like hail mary uh lineup changes and of course they don't turn out and the ones that i should have done I'm also, I need to score as many points as possible, not just beat John, you know, like I get very tunnel vision, like yep. beat this opponent, beat John, beat Joey, beat, beat uh, Josh or whoever. And then you forget like these points scored are going to matter. I didn't even pull a hundred points. I can't remember the last time I didn't get a hundred points in a game. I will, I'll, I'll look it up for next pod and I'll tell you when it is. It's probably been four years since I didn't reach a hundred points, but it's because I pulled these like ridiculous lineup changes, trying to get tunnel vision to beat John where I'm going to be in a dogfight and it's going to be Bob and me and Greg and Josh. And it's going to come down to the last week. And who knows, we probably even tie a record and it'll come down to points scored. And I'll look back on this week where John got me not only on the scoreboard, but he got me by replacing players. I had no business benching. So I I have a lot of work to make up from there. I just looked up some historical data here. Uh, Up until the expansion, I was, uh, John was 12 and two against me. I've only had two wins against him. I think I only have three ever. That does, so I think including playoffs, it's close to three and twenty. It's probably like three and seventeen or three and eighteen. I think I beat him once in the playoffs for a third place game, but that's about it. So every regular season, he's my he's my boogeyman. And it used to be Joey. I used to really get hyped up when Joey was in my division. He was like the guy who I wanted to put my best foot forward, and I had a pretty good. A, a pretty good record against Joey. I was actually 17 and 11 against Joey. Oh no, just kidding. Joey was 17 and 11 against me. So he gave me a lot of a lot of difficulty as well. And I always wanted to beat him, but now we're not in the same division, so that just kind of that rivalry isn't quite there anymore. If you have cool. those stats, could you send those to me? I just yeah. I'd love to see who I how I stack yeah. up over the years against certain people. I could tell you a lot. Yeah, I could tell you a lot right now. Even you're you were best against Josh, which is is that Shunk's old franchise. Uh, you are seventeen and eleven. That's your best win percentage. All Non-conference right. last you know before we switched to three conferences and it was just ten teams. You were pretty much five hundred thirty four thirty five and one. 
you had it like a 500 record against everybody except huh. Jake. You beat Jake um, eight times and lost five and tied once. So, yeah, I could certainly send this to you. And uh, it was funny because on, on Sunday I was like, oh, looks like you got me again. Uh, and, and John, the modest son of a gun he is, goes, oh, I guess my jinx against you continues. Or, or you're, <laughs> I forget the wording he's, words he used, but he was very modest about it. And I was like, seriously, you think this has to do with even ability? No, there's no way my players would ever stack up against yours. It's, even if I set my best lineup, I wasn't going to come close to beating John because he always brings his best against me. Yeah. And he'll say, oh, it's just my, it's just my guys. They, they, get, they, they want to play the best competition because that's what John would say. But truthfully, they would beat me down no matter what. So It's hard playing him now, too, be- with him having Justin Jefferson. Oh, Because you know he's going to go off pretty much every week. But yeah. you want to cheer for him. He's a Viking. You want the Vikings to win. At the yeah. same time, you don't want to get obliterated by John. A lot of talk about John here in this pod, but I yeah. mean, the guys, he's, he's a, been the, uh, the, the gold standard in our league for, for so long. So he's the anyway, goat. Yeah. He's the goat for sure. Never missed the playoffs. Not once in as many years as we've played wow. this league. Well, just one more thing about Yo, week yeah. four. Did he mention yeah. that, uh, our T Jacks division went a perfect four and oh. He he did not no oh. way to get that in there yeah just good for you guys yeah just wanted I, to get that in there just because I did the little little math on it and it's just a six percent chance of that happening of one division actually oh wow well how about that six yep. percent yeah Aaron beat Bob in a tight one one thirty to one twenty eight yeah Joey beat Aaron one sixty seven to one eighteen and then you and John both won so yeah nice nice job guys. Shifting gears here, uh, T-Swift and Kelsey, is this a big deal to you or, or not a big deal? To me, it's actually, I mean, personally, not a big deal. But for the Kansas City franchise and and Travis Kelsey, I think it is turning into a big deal, absolutely. I think it's kind of turning into a traveling sideshow. Like, uh, I watched the, what was that when they played the Jets? Was that Monday night game? Yeah, or Sunday night. Wasn't Sunday, it the Sunday night yet? Because Seattle night. played yeah. Monday night. And it just, it it was the first time where Kelsey, I think he dropped a ball or two, and him and Mahomes were off on a couple of routes, and it just oh. kind of made you wonder, like, okay, is the- all this time that Kelsey used to, you know, spend on football – now he's devoting some of that time to his new uh, chick flick. And you just kind of wonder if that's going to get worse in time or mm-hmm. kind of what's mm-hmm. going to happen there. I don't know. That's my take on it. Yeah. So you think it could be a distraction over the yes yeah. over the long? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Definitely something to think about. Jersey sales for Travis Kelsey have never been higher. And all of a sudden, more young girls are watching yep. NFL football. So I, I think they like it from a marketing perspective, certainly. I can't um, remember. I heard the number of uh, Kansas City Swift jerseys are being made now, but it's just out of this world. Yeah, we were talking about that at lunch, um, around the lunch table at school the other day, too. Because what else do teachers talk about? Complain about their students and talk about football. <laughs> so... How about those Minnesota Twins, Elliot? Did you watch yesterday? 
Watch yesterday, watch the day before, and finally. Can we get excited about this team? We can get excited. They ha- they have all parts of their team working. Their offense, their defense, their mm-hmm. their bullpen. I, I mean, it's all going. Their pitching, starting mm-hmm. pitching's good. I mean, their youngsters are performing, and of course, I mean, everyone knows how cool that was to see Royce Lewis hit the two home runs. It was just yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what happens here in the next round against Houston because I think they'll have Houston will be a much more formidable opponent than Toronto was. Yeah, I think so too. And I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but they traded for Verlander back mid-season. Is that yep. from the Mets? Isn't he back on there? Yep. And that guy's that guy's been so hard on us ever since he was in Detroit, and now exactly. if we can if we can get a win out of him on Game One. Because they're certainly going to start him game one. Why wouldn't they? I think it's game on after that. Like if we can get a win in game one, it's anything's anything's possible. And I just hope little Jose Altuve doesn't go off on us like he always seems to do. You know, he rises to the occasion. I hope maybe Correa can do the same that he's been known to do. Defensively, he's been spectacular, but offensively, he's just really struggled this season. So. I suppose you weren't able to watch the games, were you? No, I I listened to him on on the radio both both games. I was listening to him on my like Amazon Alexa, and also in the car. I was driving around all day yesterday, driving kids from swim lessons to soccer practice and picking kids up for here and there. So I was able to catch almost every pitch, but just a couple of of times where I couldn't. But it was it's been fun to just listen to. I love listening to it on the radio. I've that's yep. how I grew up following the twins listen to john gordon and mm-hmm. on on the radio because it was the only like i could get it on am station all the way up on in Pengilly. so <laughs> i'd catch like wcco radio over the am and i would fall asleep listening to twins games and once we finally got cable tv i was watching them as much as i could and oh yeah i'm still kind of bummed that the first two games aren't on regular fox i think first game game saturdays on fs1 and then the next game's on espn but game three i guess is the first one at home and that one's on on fox so i'll be able to finally watch the twins live on tv the car the play that carlos correa made in the first game was absolutely unbelievable uh-huh. probably I, I mean it it had to be the best defensive play i've ever seen i don't uh, know I, I don't know if you know what i'm talking about it's where yeah they hit yeah, a little yeah, dubber I, went under blanco's glove and Correa ran about 80 feet, just grabbed the ball bare hand, whipped it sidearm on a frozen rope, just right mm-hmm. to Jeffers. And and the Toronto guy just didn't stand a chance when it looked, you know, like mm-hmm. he was going to score easily. It was, it really was a game changer. I saw replays on like Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it now. But yeah, I, I caught like, the highlight clip but yeah pretty incredible get to the ball and get rid of it so quickly i think they said that between when he touched it and got rid of it his like release time was like 0.75 seconds or something like that he got rid of it in less than a second that's ridiculous Um, i don't want to keep you too much longer uh what previews for this week fantasy wise or nfl wise i don't know about fantasy wise i didn't look too closely at that but the major one that i would point out is 
having that the uh, 49ers Cowboys matchup. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that because that yeah. bring, that brings back memories of being oh, for 10 sure. years old and Steve Young and Troy Aikman and Emmett and Irvin and all those guys. Oh, and Terrell Owens didn't he like catch a touchdown and then run back to the middle of the star oh, yeah. and like stand in the middle? Yep. Oh gosh. One of the then, one of the coolest little highlight plays that you'll you'll find just yeah, that's one of my favorites. That that is cool. That is uh, yeah, I think that I'm definitely going to be interested in in seeing that. Here's here's this week's matchups. We got John versus Bob. Uh and right now actually John's an underdog. I can't believe that. Projected to lose 140 to 137. When we don't uh, we don't jo- know if everyone set their lineup yet either. He could it, have yeah, it's there true. could be some buys in there. Uh it appears as though John has set his lineup, but he might make some last minute changes. He's got some serious buy issues. He's missing a number of, of, of people here as I look through. I'm just flick, flicking through my phone. Uh Josh is a seventy percent chance of winning against Papa Louie, hundred and fifty four to one hundred and nine. Uh Greg is a favorite to beat Shunk, which is a surprise to me, but let's take a look here. Oh yeah, Shunk's got a couple of empty spots, so he hasn't set his lineup yet. But you are sixty five percent chance of winning against Getchell. Like you said, people haven't set their lineups yet and there's some I felt, injuries that we navigate, but I felt sorry for Getchell. He had two quarterbacks on his roster and they're both on a bye and they're both on <laughs> a right. bye and i ju- i now just saw that he traded for jimmy garoppolo to at least get yep. one quarterback but yeah he's trying to trade with me this morning too and we just couldn't pull anything um you know together but yeah jake's a 60 percent chance of beating joey looks like everybody's got at least a full lineup set but obviously things could change and then finally saving mine Right now, I'm playing Aaron Bavacqua, 61% chance of winning. I think my lineup's pretty much set. I don't have any more other players to put in, but Aaron might make some small adjustments too. So I'd like to see the John and and Bob. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen John as an underdog going into into a week. And Mm -hmm. uh, projected points scored at 137 uh, is pretty low for John. You're in pretty good shape. I'd like to see what happens with uh, Joey and Jake. I looked at Joey and his lineup more and more is starting to scare me. Is with uh, Allen and Herbert, they are now the number one and number two quarterbacks in the league. Herbert's then, on a bye, so he's got to he, yep. he's got to stream someone else in there. And then he has uh, Saquon coming back. His receivers are pretty mm-hmm. good. Olave, DJ Moore. He's just with that two quarterback. That one, one two punch. You're, yeah, you're getting, you know, 60, 65 points right there automatically. Mm-hmm. Jake's got Cousins and Anthony Richardson playing, so those are two decent. Joey, Joey's at a disadvantage because one of his quarterbacks is on a bye this week, so that's that's going to be tough for him. Yeah. Any, anyway, anything else, or should we, should we head out? Uh, I think that should be it for this week. Yeah, I, th- th- I think that was an excellent second po- try at a podcast. Um, Well, good luck to you in fantasy this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Sounds good. Peace out.